Well, they, they happen all the time. No one is immune from experiencing them. It's not possible to live without them. It's just part of the deal. And we react to them in a myriad of ways, from mild annoyance to utter frustration, to saying to ourselves, no big deal. And what I'm talking about, of course, are interruptions, those things that basically happen to us every single day. Some are minor. Others can be life-altering, while some others are somewhere in between. At the end of January, my wife, Virginia, and I planned to get away for a few days, just something simple, not, not too far away, a time in which we could explore the, the outdoors. And on the morning we planned to leave, I got up, I went to the bathroom sink and proceeded to trim my goatee. And after two seconds, it hit me. Someone had changed the clipper length so that when I looked up, half my goatee was gone. <laughs> that was a slight interruption in morning plans. Well, a bit later, when we were ready to leave, I headed out the front door with a cooler and a small bag in hand. How was I to know the steps outside were solid ice? Tumbling down, I went. Another slight ouchy interruption resulting in bruises on my back. A few minutes later, I went into the house to retrieve my cup of tea I was going to take on the road. Too bad when I got in the car and sat down to start the engine, the tea ended up all over my lap necessitating a quick change of clothes. Each of those trivial events interrupted how I had envisioned getting out of town that morning. Truly, though, no big deal. But then there was a time 23 years ago I was about to start one of our morning worship services in New Hampshire where I was serving at the time, and as I was about to head into the church, a staff member gently grabbed my arm and pulled me aside to tell me that my dad had died. Truly a big deal. And while not unanticipated, it was certainly an upending and life altering interruption for that morning and for years later. Yes, interruptions happen to us from the inconsequential to the monumental. Perhaps you even had to respond to some kind of interruption this morning in coming here. Well, dictionaries define an interruption as a stoppage or hindering of an activity, a break in continuity, a pause or temporary cessation, a stoppage, a, a breaking into of some action. But regardless of what definition we use, we all know what interruptions are, and our reactions vary depending upon circumstances. Well, with regard to the subject at hand, what is so important for us to pay attention to is that if we look at the life of Jesus, he was interrupted all the time. Here's just a few examples. Jesus hadn't even dried off after getting out of the Jordan River to be baptized when he was interrupted and led out and tempted by the devil in the wilderness. On another day after teaching, as he was headed down a mountainside, likely to relax, a man with leprosy came upon him and asked for healing. Another time when he entered a town called Capernaum, headed to do something, a Roman officer interrupted and came and told him about his servant who was very ill. On a different day, Jesus crossed a lake, only to be interrupted by two violent demon-possessed men. And later, Jesus is in a house teaching when all of a sudden the roof opens up 
and a fellow is lowered down on a mat before him. Another day, Jesus was walking through a crowd when a woman who had been quite ill came up behind him and touched his clothes, which drew power out of him, which impeded his movement forward. Yet on a different day, Jesus and his disciples were walking through a field, picking off and eating heads of grain, trying to be fed, only to encounter the interruption of people who castigated them as they walked. On another night, a man approaches Jesus in the midst of dark and asks him a bunch of questions about life and faith and what it all means. All of these examples and so many more tell us that Jesus' life and ministry and teachings often happened in the context of being interrupted. Just think, so much of what we know about Jesus came about through and because of the interruptions he experienced. But something else is important to point out. Jesus not only was interrupted, but he had a knack for interrupting others. One day, Jesus goes to the temple in Jerusalem. He doesn't like what he sees, so he interrupts what a lot of people are doing, turning tables over. Another day, an angry mob is about to stone a woman to death. And Jesus interrupts their plans and their hard hearts with the words, let the person who has never sinned cast the first stone. And one night, Jesus' disciples are caught out in a storm on a lake, and Jesus comes along and interrupts the power of the storm, quelling his followers' fears. Another day, a donkey and a colt are peacefully tied up. And suddenly, some of Jesus' disciples come into town and take them, all at Jesus' request, very likely resulting in a state of interruption by those who were there. And on an astonishing Sunday morning, Jesus interrupted what death does by rising again. Without a doubt, if we want to see amazing examples of interruptions, whether interrupting or being interrupted, all we need to do is to look at the life of Jesus. You might even say the Gospels are books that tell stories about interruptions. Well, given this is the case, perhaps we need to take a look at the interruptions we experience to explore whether or not there may be, going, there may be more going on than meets the eye than a simple interruption. To wonder whether sometimes when we're interrupted, if it's not something quite so simple as a simple interruption. As I've thought about this, I'd like to share some things we might keep in mind when interruptions happen to us. And to help us get started, from one perspective, our two readings, in part, are stories about people being interrupted. In one of them, we heard the story of the call of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah was a prophet who, on, who spoke on God's behalf during a very difficult time when God was not pleased and angry and there were consequences to be paid. And in our reading, Isaiah encounters seraphs who were representatives of God who commissioned Isaiah to go out and speak some hard truths to the people for their behavior. Isaiah, I don't believe, had anticipated such a turn of events in his life. 
You could even say that Isaiah's life was interrupted by God when God asked Isaiah to do things on God's behalf. And what is interesting about God calling Isaiah is that it's a good example of what's known in Scripture as a call narrative. Call narratives are found throughout Scripture, and many of them share the same kinds of features. Typically, when God calls someone, the person encounters God either directly or through a messenger. This is followed by a commission or the person being asked by God to do something. Often we find that the person being asked to do something either objects or resists doing what is being asked. And this generally is followed by the person finally acquiescing and getting done what needs to be done. Moses is a great example of this. One day he was out taking care of a flock of animals. And on that day, Moses was interrupted caring for his animals when he encountered a burning bush. And after seeing the bush, God asked Moses to go and rescue the people from Egypt. Moses then resisted what God was asking. And then he finally gave in. Same kind of thing happened with the prophet Jeremiah. God asked Jeremiah to go and do something, and Jeremiah resists. He said, but God, I'm only a boy. I'm young. And then in the New Testament, we find Jesus calling the disciples. In our reading today, folks are out fishing. Jesus shows up, clearly interrupts their fishing in their day, and he gets into a boat to teach. Long story short, Jesus wants Peter to follow him. He calls him, but Peter resists by questioning his adequacy to do so. The point of all of this is to be open to a possibility. Could it be, when we're interrupted in life, that underneath the interruption, God is working to get our attention to do something for God? Not necessarily something grand, such as being a prophet or a countryside walking disciple but something else for which God invites us to act. When we are interrupted and feel some resistance about that interruption, could that resistance about being interrupted be our reaction to something underneath that God is asking us to do? It could be. But aside from the possibility God, that God is asking us to do something when we're interrupted, I believe it's worth considering whether an interruption we are experiencing is a signal to us that we've been wearing a do not disturb sign around our necks, making it more difficult for those around us to receive what they need from us. As has been said by others, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And with regard to what we're exploring this morning, clearly an interruption is sometimes just an interruption. But I believe it's quite possible that sometimes we're interrupted as a reminder to pay more attention to the needs of those around us. Similarly, I also believe that sometimes we're interrupted as a way to leverage us, to take a look at whether or not we have become too self-absorbed, too self-focused, too inwardly directed. In other words, an interruption can be a reminder to take a look around, beyond ourselves, outside of ourselves. Interruptions, I also believe, can prompt us to hit a reset button. The morning I cut half my goatee off, slipped on the stairs and dumped tea in my lap, 
It could have been more than just about me simply cutting half my goatee off, slipping on the stairs, and pouring tea all over my lap. You see, for a few moments before leaving the house that morning, I felt tense and frustrated in response to what had happened. And after a very short few minutes, I recognized my reaction was not in proportion to what had happened. I was overreacting. And this caused me to wonder, maybe those interruptions I experienced that morning, especially my reaction to them, were telling me that I needed to be far more attentive to taking some rest, to take a few days off, to play just for fun, and to cut myself from slack. Overreactions can be a reminder of that. And those interruptions and my reaction to them that morning indeed served as a reset button. But there's another thing to keep in mind. When it comes to interruptions, generally they come from something or someone outside of ourselves. A person calls or speaks to us, knocks on the door, texts, emails, or walks by. But sometimes interruptions happen internally. Perhaps you've experienced it that nagging voice that won't go away, that sense that something is not quite right or is amiss, the feeling that something should be different. Well, while the grass far more often than not is not greener somewhere else, with someone else, or doing something else, sometimes that voice inside of us is an interruption that comes from our own wisdom or even comes from God. There may be a path we are on in some area in life which is not serving us well, or a path that is not leading us to joy or the potential that God has in mind for us. And when an internal voice interrupts us, especially one that we cannot ignore, and one that continues, it can be a signal to pay attention and to explore such a voice with honesty and vigor. And finally, Sometimes when we're interrupted in life, we're interrupted as a palpable reminder that being in complete control is never a possibility. That not everything can be planned for. That not all things can be anticipated. Realizing such things and embracing such things keeps us closer and more dependent upon God and others. Interruptions remind us that we are not given the gift of life to be in control or completely self-directed, but rather to follow and rely upon God who gave us life to begin with. And so to wrap up, interruptions, they can be a pain for sure. And yes, interruptions are sometimes simply an interruption. But I believe we are wise in our journey in faith as we follow Jesus to become more attentive to a range of possibilities as to what else might be embedded within an interruption we are experiencing. Could it be about God calling us to do something? Could it be a reminder to take the do not disturb sign off or a prompt to look more outward Could it be an interruption? Could it be an invitation to hit a reset button or to take a closer look on the path that we're on in some area of life? Or could it be a signal that we need to 
loosen control and stop trying to direct everything in our lives and instead turn more fully to God. But whatever the reason, or even if there is no reason, I believe that interruptions can be moments of grace in our lives. Even when you lose half your goatee, slip on ice, or spill tea in your lap. Amen.